Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Friel. I am excited that you guys are here with us today. We have a topic in store that is pertinent no matter what kind of business you run, whether you're a service-based business, product business, any niche, any industry at all. This is going to help you create a better relationship with your customers, add more value, and create better bottom line for you. So as we get into the episode, I need to welcome in the one very important person that always joins me on every single show. I see him riding in over the horizon on his noble white steed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the studio, the one, the only, the bearded wonder from the United Kingdom, Mr. Dean Holland. Yeah, we are back. How are you doing, James? Excellent. Excellent, Dean. How are you today? I'm always excellent. I don't need to tell you. A day with you is a good day. That's right. That's why you keep sticking around, despite some of my uh, less than kind jabs at you. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, a day with you is a good day, but just 30 minutes is even better, so I don't have to put up with it for for any longer. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Small doses. Small doses. Yeah, that's right. We got to microdose our time together. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to handle it. (laughs) <laughs> but uh after our pre-show quick chat i'm looking forward to this episode actually i, I think this could this could I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna put it out there straight away this could quite possibly be one of our most valuable best episodes well it's you know it's interesting that you say that because i feel like this topic is sort of a sleeper topic that mm. i don't i don't really hear a lot of people talking about And what inspired this was I was having a meeting with one of my private clients on Friday. Not that anybody knows when (laughs) this episode was recorded, but for argument's sake, we we were talking on Friday and he was, he was looking at how to improve his customer experience. And, and I was like, oh man, I have years of training and experience and all this stuff on customer experience. And so when you and I were talking about what we wanted to, uh, what we wanted to do, we're like, well, what what could be more applicable mm-hmm. to anybody who has a customer, right? Like if you have one right. single customer at least, then this show is for you. Yes. Yeah. And I, lo- I love this because uh, um, like you and I have both focused on this without actually ever telling each other we'd both been focusing on this. So the fact that you brought it up, I'm excited to share some of the stuff we've been doing as well. Yeah, that's right. So I think just to sort of kick it off, I guess there is a buzzword around customer experience, but I don't know that it, most people take the time to really unpack it and say, well, what do we mean by that? So I think right. I think for starters, it would be good to get on the same page with, well, what, what do we even mean by deliberately creating a customer experience? Yes. Right. Yes. Let's kick it off right there. That seems like a, a logical space. Yes. And I am kind of a logical guy. So let's, let's do it that way. <laughs> so, okay. 
so customer experience is is always present, right? Your customers are always having an experience with you. Now, the thing about it is sometimes that experience is deliberate and intentional. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's just happens to be like, well, whatever happens, happens, right? Yeah. And And what we're talking about here today is how do you break apart your customer experience so that you can be deliberate and intentional at the points in that customer relationship that really matter the most. And so when we yeah. say customer experience, we're not just talking about, oh, hey, like here's a cool idea or you should do this or that. We're talking about a way to architect mm-hmm. deliberate experiences in your customer's journey with you, both uh, in terms of like before they become a customer, while they're a customer, after they're a customer, like all these different phases so that you can actually show them that you care about them throughout the entire thing and manifest an experience that surprises and delights them. Like that's what we're talking about here. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, um, one, one of the things with me, so just, so just like my thinking behind the whole customer experience, my, uh, my background from pre starting any kind of own business of my own was always actually in some form of customer service for many years, like from just from like waiting on tables in a restaurant to, you know, being a bar manager in a, in a, in a drinking establishment, but everything being centered around ultimately working with customers. And, and really it's something that I, I think actually is one of my, uh, without, without bragging here, I think it's actually because of that, one of my strengths, but it's just not something like you say, strangely, it's never really something that gets spoken about. Like I literally, like, like this is why I'm excited for this episode. I literally spend a lot of my time every week only thinking about this and just never tell anyone about it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. 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 Cause yeah, every, every, you know, in, in it's, it's weird cause it sort of falls into this, it can fall into this no man's land. Everyone's mm. talking about, okay, here's how you get customers, right? Here's what you got to do for, yeah. to market and here's how you sell. And then other people are talking about, you know, value propositions and offers, which is obviously very important, but the actual delivery of Mm. your product or service is not something that gets a lot of airtime. And, and it's weird because that's what people are actually paying you for. The more value that you add during your delivery, the more likely people are going to be to recommend you the more likely they're going to be to buy from you again, the more likely they're going to be to stick around, be raving fans. Like all these, all these really amazing things happen when you craft a great customer experience and you can make the buying experience great, which is, which is something you most certainly want to do. But if the buying experience is great and the delivery experience sucks and there's a mismatch there, then you, you not only don't get repeat customers, you generate anger from people. Right. Right. Yeah. Because you, you implicitly set an expectation that here's how everything is going to go. And then when they sign up and they work with you, they're like, man, the, 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 what it said on the packaging is not what I got inside the box. And this totally blows. Right. Yeah. And, and here's a, here's one of my big views on this whole customer experience aspect is that. I personally believe, and I'm sure some people, maybe even you, might might argue this to a degree. I personally believe that customer experience is actually 
at least equal to, possibly more important than most other aspects. As in, and this maybe is going back to my back to my years of of actually serving customers with food and drinks and all kinds of stuff. Like a standard, a a a a good, not great, not incredible, a decent product with a great customer experience will beat, in my opinion, a superior product with bad experience. Absolutely. I totally agree with that, especially over the long term. Absolutely. Because I think a lot of people, like you say, this is why this is an important conversation, because I think there is a lot of talk about having a good product or having a, a good experience or good conversions inside of your funnel or, you know, fulfillment on your product or this or that. But the whole experience from the moment someone actually comes into contact with you, your brand, your business, through to the after buying and, and, and after fulfillment and after you've delivered everything that you promised and even beyond there, how you continue that communication with them, you make that experience like great. You don't even like, not that you should, but you don't have to have the greatest of everything else. The experience will be everything. In my experience. Yes. Yes. I, I would I would tend to agree with that. I think a an average product or service with an excellent experience will mm. uh, will significantly outperform over the long term a great product with an average or subpar customer experience. Yeah. Especially But of course what we're really saying here is have a great product and a great experience and other people in your industry won't stand a chance. That's right. Because because this because I think when it comes down to it, what you choose to put into your experience demonstrates how much you actually care about your customers. Mm, like that's my, that's yeah. my belief. It's like, okay, are we just in it for the money or are we in it to create something for them that they're going to talk about with their friends? Like, yes, I think that's, uh, I think that's a really key distinction from, you know, somebody who's just being transactional versus somebody who is, attempting to build a relationship with their with their prospects and their customers. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose like a little a little way of putting this just in a different example, like if you were having a one-on-one conversation with somebody and that person is just looking around, they're not, not really looking at you and you're stood there talking thinking, what what the hell's up with this jerk? Like what what why are you not even paying attention to me? You're going to be annoyed, right? The experience was bad, but if you're having a conversation with someone, you can see they're making eye contact, they're listening intently, they they're genuinely in, genuinely interested in what you're saying. That experience would be good. And I I, I look at I look at things in your, in your business in the same way. Like, are you giving people that experience that they should be receiving so that you're remembered? Yeah, yeah. So let's let's talk about how to do that. Yes. Letters. Well, I mean, what's the name of this show? Just the tips, ladies and gentlemen. And it's time for the tips. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. Do you want to kick this off? Let's let's get the brain. Well, this is dangerous, but let's uh, dive a little into the brain of James. Yeah, not too far. Just uh, (laughs) so one of the things that is uh, an extremely valuable tool is something called customer journey mapping. And what customer journey mapping is, is basically you take, there's three main buckets and we'll break these down in just a minute. But the, but the main buckets are, there's three journeys that a customer is going to go on with you. There's the journey to choose. First, we have like, okay, what is that customer's experience in choosing to work with us, right? Because not everybody starts out as a customer. And so we want to intentionally craft and architect a really amazing experience 
for choosing to work with us. So the first journey is the journey to choose. The second one is the journey to buy. What's the buying experience like? And the third one is the journey to use. So after, after they've purchased, now they're using the thing. So there's these three phases to a customer's experience with you that begins long before they're even buying what you're selling. It begins when they're choosing and they're in the shopping experience and they're trying to figure out, okay, should I buy these makeup brushes or should I buy these roses or should I work with this guy or should I do this or that or the other thing? The journey to choose is incredibly important. And most businesses don't focus on creating a great choose experience because they think that you know the people who are going to buy are going to buy. But if you focus on creating a great choosing experience, then people are going to be more likely to buy from you if it if it's relevant right. and it resonates with them. So one of the one of the case studies on this from a long time ago was actually from Virgin Atlantic. And Virgin right. the Virgin Atlantic team came together and they said, "Okay, we've got this journey to choose, we got the journey to buy and we've got the journey to use. What are different things that we could do?" that would make this experience more enjoyable and potentially even delightful for the people who are wanting to buy plane tickets from us. And, uh, and everybody's doing it now, but do you know when you go online and you look for a plane ticket and sometimes it sort of shows you like this grid and along the top, it's like, here's the days you can fly out and on the side, here's the days you can fly back and you kind of like cross section those and it tells you the price oh, of the yeah, ticket yeah. for both of those days. They said one of the things that they discovered was people really wanted to see, like, maybe I'm not, maybe I don't need to fly on a certain day or, or return on a certain day. Maybe I have like a little bit of flexibility there. Show me a whole bunch of different options so that I could see how they all fit together. And so they, they, they pioneered this idea and everybody started using it since, but it helped people, it helped people choose their tickets easier. And, and with more confidence and they were like, oh man, like if I go to this other site, I have to look at everything one at a time. Whereas if I go to Virgin Atlantic, I can see everything all at once. And so that was part of their journey to choose. Now the journey to, the journey to use was really interesting with what Virgin Atlantic did. And they said, you know, like, like Dean, you travel quite a bit. So, so after they have this, you know, this, this experience of having a, a much simpler time buying their ticket, then the Virgin Atlantic team said, okay, what's, what's one of the biggest hassles when it comes to traveling, right? Do you have any, do you have any guesses, Dean? Uh, ooh, getting to the airport and getting checked in. That's it. <laughs> that is exactly oh. it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like bang on. So they said, yeah. So it's, it's fine if somebody buys a first-class ticket because they were like, how do we architect our first-class experience so that it makes it awesome for people? And they said, well, you know, it's, it's one thing to get on the plane finally and have a comfortable seat and, you know, get a drink and, and all that sort of thing. But a lot of the hassle happens before you get on the plane, you know? Yeah, it does. Because right? you got to deal with, you got to deal with traffic and like, am I going to get to the airport on time? And then Right. Even if you have expedited security, you still have to deal with security and like all of the nonsense. So they said, okay, what if when somebody buys a first class ticket, we send a black car to their house to pick them up, take them to the airport, take oh, no them way. to a special entrance 
So they don't have to worry about security and then they could just go and they could be at the gate ready to go when the plane is boarding. No way. Do they actually yeah. do that? Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I, and I don't know if they still do it, but there was a period of time where they did. And I, and I flew them while they were doing this and it was, it was extraordinary. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Cause that's, that's why that came to mind straight away. I'm like, huh, well, I, I usually fly business, but I'm like, Okay, so everything's good after you've kind of got into the lounge piece. <laughs> yeah. But that, and then once you're on the plane, but the rest of it is still like sucks. <laughs> yeah, the rest of it, you're still like dealing with all of the other, you know, kind of commotion and, you know, people who don't know how to go through security and, you know, right. take their shoes off and like all those things, right? And yes. so they so they said, okay, this is going to be something that makes it way better for people after they buy from us. And that's part of their journey to journey to use. And so they carefully architected the journey to choose, buy and use. And people were like, man, why, you know, if, if I could fly with these guys, you know, cause they're going where I want to go, why wouldn't I? Because the entire experience mm. on the whole is so much better. And this is, and this is the thing that we're talking about at the end of the day, you know, flying on a plane, you know, it's, there's a lot of airlines that you could pick from, right? And their right. their profit margins are razor thin. They're subject to like all these fluctuations in the economy. So what did Virgin do? They said, okay, if we figure out a superior customer experience, we think we're going to be able to have more people fly with us. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. Because where a lot of people would be like, okay, we need to start discounting. They're like, how do we make it better so that people don't even think about it? Right. Right. And you think, and think about it this way, the cost. So, so I know, I know for some people they're like, man, I would love to do all these amazing customer experience things, but it's going to cost me a ton of money. And right. it, it doesn't have to cost you a ton of money, right? Like I think the, uh, the old saying it's the thought that counts really counts here. And it right. counts when you, you yeah. show that you care because the truth of the matter is if you know, you're buying a, First class ticket on Virgin Atlantic, probably going to cost, you know, multiple thousands of dollars. Right. Yeah. Right. And the cost to get the town car to go pick somebody up is maybe $150, $200. Yeah. Right. So you're saying, yeah. okay, you know what? I'm willing to eat that little bit of money to create this amazing experience for somebody and potentially have them become a repeat customer because the experience is so good that they'd never yeah. want to be without it. Because imagine having that experience and then next time trying to save a couple hundred dollars on your plane ticket and having to deal with security and everything else the entire time. The entire time that's happening, all you're going to be thinking is, I should have flown with Virgin. Right. Yeah, it's true. When you're in that, when you're in that line queuing up and you're stressed, you feel worried because you don't know if you're going to make it to your gate on time. You've been lugging your luggage around with you. You're exhausted. You're going to be like, never again, <laughs> yeah. never again do I do this. <laughs> right. Right. Like I have now been spoiled. I've right. seen a better it's way. Like what happens to everybody that flies business for the first time? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh crap, now I can never go back to economy or coach. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly right. You're like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> like I'm ruined. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> but that's smart on Virgin's half. Very yeah. smart. So so if you're if you're doing this for your business, you want to take the journey to choose, the journey to buy, the journey to use, and you want to break down like the different sub steps in there. Right, because there's different sub steps that happen in each one of those phases, and you you kind of map this out on a whiteboard or on a big sheet of paper or something, 
and you look across there and you say, okay, where are the points where there's the biggest friction? Mm. Where are the points where there's something that, you know, it just like, if, if I did this one thing, it would make people stop and say, wow. Right. And the, the yeah. thinking is that there's yeah. these points along the customer journey where it's like, if you were going to color code it, it would be red. Right. And red is like, ah, it's just, it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't work right. It's not seamless. And you take those reds and you turn them to green. And the green, all the green is, is that we're going to choose to surprise and delight our customer at this stage of their experience with us. And you don't have to do it for every single stage. Like you don't have to do amazing things that cost a lot of money at every single touch point. But if you figure out what are the critical touch points, right? Mm -hmm. What are the ones that your competitors are not doing? What are the ones where you've got a great idea on how to humanize that experience and make people feel special? Yeah. Turn those ones green first and see what happens, right? So you can sort of like ease into this, but if you deliberately architect it, your chances of creating a, a, a raving fan, like go through the roof. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. And I think, like, to me, one of the best things you just said there, not not taking away from everything, because pretty much everything that leaves your mouth is great, James. But, um, <laughs> so, sorry, I nearly choked on my own sarcasm there. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, what I love what you just said there, which is actually the approach I take more often than not with everything that we're doing, is, like, what can we do that nobody else is doing? Like, and, and, and more often than not, and this may be just a case of the industry I'm in, but I don't. I think it applies across a lot of different markets. Like most people do the minimum. Yes. Like that, that's in my experience. Like most people do the minimum they can. So it, it becomes easier to stand out and to give these great experiences. So like that's one of the things that I look at is like, what's nobody else doing that I can do? that even if it's a simple thing makes us stand out and look different. Yeah. And gives that yeah. experience factor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and you can do things again that don't cost you a ton of money that create an epic yeah. experience. And if you're doing something, you know, one of the one of the key things here. So you could do a lot of different things, but do, you know, have some conversations with your customers. The the Virgin mm-hmm. Atlantic guys didn't develop that strategy in a vacuum. And I think that's another really critical piece here. Stop being afraid of talking with your customers. Right. 100%. Like talk, like talk with them, right? You are in a relationship with them where they're paying you money in exchange for value. Find out what they value. Yes. Yes, I love that. And you know something that might help people, like if anybody thinks like listening to this, I'm not suggesting they would, but maybe like if you think, oh, but all this extra stuff that I might have to do, like what will it cost or how much time will it take? Like here's the thing that that breaks that piece of thinking. And I, and I honestly believe that these brands and businesses that do this are the ones that are going to really survive because at some point or another, there's going to be a few shifts happening within the economy and all kinds of stuff. That's, that's what I feel. I believe that the businesses that give the best experiences combined with the best products, they're the ones that are going to last because today, and I've seen this over the last 10 years or especially like the last five years, like the cost and work involved in acquiring a new customer is like 
higher and more intense than it ever has been. But actually then keeping that customer, like people always like, it's always passed around that, oh, the first sale is the hardest, but then it gets easy. Like, yeah, maybe that used to be the case, but and, and, and it is easier to make that repeat sale than it is the first one. I don't disagree. But when you think about actually retaining that customer for life, not just, oh, can I sell them another quick thing that, that you know, will, will bump up my lifetime value. If you think about keeping that customer for the rest of their life and having that person, depending on what market you're in, like, and having that person tell their, their children or their family or their friends about what you do, like that's a whole different story. Like anyone can make a second sale but like retaining a customer for life. Now that's a different thing altogether. And this is where I think this entire conversation and this entire subject becomes so relevant and so important. Yeah, completely. Like you can't take your customers for granted or they will leave you. Right. Like it's, it's a relationship and, right. and creating an amazing experience for them that, that meets their needs, that adds value, that makes their lives a little bit easier, a little bit better, a little bit more happy. Those things matter. Mm, like those things, those things matter quite a bit. And, and, you know, one, you know, just, just, uh, you know, sort of before we go one area in particular that I think I, you know, with all of the companies that I've worked with one area that has tremendous amounts of low hanging fruit is the post purchase experience. Somebody, somebody has just bought from you and I don't care if it's a product, it's a download, whatever, and uh, uh, a high ticket experience. It doesn't matter. Like that post purchase experience is everything. And, and most people are like, okay, well I, you know, I got the sale, so we're good. Like, how can you continue over and over and over to optimize and improve that post-purchase experience because that's that's when the relationship is really at its like most delicate stage. 100%. So, right? Somebody is when they first buy unless they already know you well, which most people don't. Like most people when they buy from you and this gets worse the more expensive that purchase is, like they go that they, they, they as soon as they've purchased they're like in a state of fear often like oh my gosh yeah. what have i done have i have i made the wrong choice and they they have that like that fear straight away and 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 i think sometimes when people are selling those products or services they forget to remember what it's like to be on the other side of that transaction to be yeah. the one that's actually making that purchase i mean like most people you you know if you're buying a home or a significant purchase you're going to probably think about it. And then afterwards you're like, Oh, I hope I made the right choice. Yeah. Like, yeah. And your customers are feeling that way. So how, how can you, like you say that, that to me, like, and I, I've got a couple of things I could share that we've done. If you want to hear it quickly. I would like to hear it. Okay. So one of our main ways of getting customers is through like a book. So we'll, you know, like a free plus shipping book, which we charge like just under $8. It's seven ninety six shipping and handling across the whole world. Every single customer that orders that book, even though it doesn't make any money and often loses money, every single customer gets a phone call. Now, here's where it comes back to, I say, like, what can we do that others aren't? Like, when most people answer that call, I can tell you what they're thinking. They're expecting we're about to pitch them on something. 
mm. which is what most people do, right? It's like, right, get a customer, feed them into some boiler room thing and call everyone and dial them a hundred times a day until you connect and then pitch them on this thing and pass them through to a setter and a closer and all that stuff. You know what we do? We phone them and we say, thank you. Nice. That's it. We call them and we say, I'm calling you about your order of the book. We just wanted to say thank you for being a customer. And we tell them that we're going to be sending them some great helpful value every day over the next few weeks. That's it. Like, um, and, and you know what's weird? Like, because we, we, I list, obviously listen to the calls sometimes. Like, everybody almost gets to the end of that call and you can hear it. They're like, oh, is that it? I, oh, thank you. They're like shocked. And that to me is what I'm looking for with customer experience is that wow shock factor. Yeah. Yeah. That, that people are like, oh, this guy actually cares, right? This yeah. is, this is a different situation. Definitely. And another thing we do, so that's, that's every customer. So I'll share just another little thing that we do in one of our programs. We have a certification program and, uh, people go through like an eight module, like a module of video training at the end of it. If they pass this quiz, they get sent uh, like a, a, a t-shirt and a, and a letter in the mail. Like, and, and, and really like that's only a, that's a $2,000 program. There's, you know, there's not a huge amount of profit in, in many of these things, you know, based on all the work we put in and everything that we do. But I know that the lifetime value on these customers, you know, we have programs that run into the five figures. And if I give somebody a wow experience with a $7 purchase and a wow experience on a $2,000 purchase, the likelihood of them continuing to want more from us just just explodes. Yeah, and that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you've you've treated them right the entire time, and you know that's that's what people want. They're like, okay, you promised me this. Am I actually going to get that? That's delivering what you promise. And what we're talking about here is those little the icing on the cake that takes yeah. things above and beyond, where people are just like, oh wow. Like, I didn't expect that. How, what a cool way of being, you know, like treated that was. Yeah. And, and it's just, uh, and it gives this extra touch and then, you know, and, and you can get creative with it, which I think is a lot of fun. Hmm. It, and, and so if you, you know, as you guys are listening, you know, just, just sketch out on a whiteboard, sketch out on a big piece of paper or whatever journey to choose, buy, use, and write down all of the different things that happen in those phases and just pick, pick one or two that are low hanging fruit where you're just like, oh, this, a lot of times this is an issue for people. Or, you know, we think it would be really cool if we did this and talk to a few customers and see if that resonates. And then, you know, implement it. Don't, you don't have to implement it full scale right away. Just try right. it. Try it and see the results. And we've got, uh, actually, I've got a, a whole video training on this topic, Dean, that we'll, uh, we'll see how we can get that in the show notes. Yeah. For people, for people who want to uh, go deeper on this, but I'm glad we, you know, I'm glad we had this conversation because it's not, like I said, at the beginning, it's not something that gets talked about as often as it needs to, even though it's an incredibly important topic and it's something that every single person can benefit from, whether it's a product or a service or anything else. So with that said, we hope this was valuable for you guys. We appreciate you listening and leave us a comment or review get in touch with us. Let us know what you want to hear more of. And uh, we'll talk with you guys next time. Later, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipsshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. 
And if you'd like to go from being a hustling entrepreneur to an effective CEO, capable of running your company without being stuck in the day-to-day, visit me for free training and resources at jamespfreel.com. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.